Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome back to Sofa Cinema Club. I'm Colson Smith and as always I'm joined by Jack P. Shepherd. Ben Tits. <laughs> the Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together to educate each other on films. Now, it's all about the films we should have seen, but we haven't. Each week, we set a film for each other to watch, then we come into the studio and we talk about what we loved, hated, and rated. Now, the beauty of our film club is that anybody can join in. All you have to do is watch along with the film at home and then join us every Thursday to find out what we thought. This week's film has been chosen by me, for Jack and Ben and all you at home to watch. And it is the classic Spike Island. You're stretching classic there, aren't you? <laughs> well, I, I have to say it for every film now, don't I? Every, every, every film is a classic. Um, but before we get into talking all things Spike Island, as always, how has your week been? What have we been up to? You're literally wearing your Christmas <laughs> presents. <laughs> You've literally... Got a cricket club top on. You've come off the bat, the green thing, <laughs> and then someone's gone, keep playing, do the podcast. I'm keeping it on, Mum. I'm sleeping in it. <laughs> What's it say? Champions? Does it say champions or something on the back? Championi. We did have t-shirts that said champions, but this isn't one of them. No, um, so I, as I touched on last week, last week's episode when I was full of cold, glad to say that's gone now. You can actually understand what I'm saying. Thank goodness. Two episodes, that was, where <laughs> I could barely understand myself didn't i know that (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah last week i touched on the fact that my cricket club like my passion project had won the league and this saturday was our last league game of the season so we kind of had celebrations we had a bit of a party barbecue food drink music um and it was really nice we got the trophy everyone got sprayed with champagne oh was it a big trophy was it one of those trophies from timpsons no tiny shit (laughs) show shit (laughs) timpsons (laughs) Brilliant. <laughs> Timpsons. Isn't it? You get the Timpsons one, you can't even fit the name on it. <laughs> Literally, Ben, the premiership of cricket, yeah? Shite. Like, <laughs> I hope no one to the league listens to this, but it was the smallest trophy ever. But aren't the ashes small? Isn't that cup tiny? Yeah, but that's like obviously famously, and that is t- that's like the size of a water bottle. Mm. whereas our trophy looks like the sort of thing that you take home for being the best behaved kid at school in the week sort of thing still took two of you to carry it though didn't it (laughs) on the pictures where it all been we had fireworks flares did you matching t-shirts how did um now because i was i was obviously part of the party planning 
Yeah. And one of the things that was thrown out there, Jack, was bucking Bronco. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's so annoying because obviously I only had four days to plan this party, Jack. And Ben had been like, right, what is up with you? This is on Tuesday. Obviously it was bank holiday Monday. He goes, what is up with you? You're in a right mood. I went, Ben, the bleat inflatables have cancelled on me (laughs) (laughs) that's what i got to that's what he came back with not some big you know life problem or i've done i'm 23 what am i doing my life the inflatables have cancelled do we go brocking bronco (laughs) so at, at one point jack i had what they call the giant super inflatable slide. <laughs> Sounds an awful lot like Sammy Snake. Exactly. This is what all the Crick Club are thinking. Colson's book, Sammy the Snake. <laughs> I, I had a mechanical bull and inflatable gladiators. Did it go well? Well, they cancelled, didn't they? I never, oh. I never managed to rebook them. Oh. Maybe next time. But um, yeah, and because it was a surprise, nobody knew that was meant to be happening in any way. But um, it still meant that I I was obviously stressed on my weekend because I was, you know, I wasn't stressed about the cricket. I was stressed about organising the party. And the team we played against, I don't think are particularly like fans of myself and the team. Like I I get the impression, I get the impression they don't like us. And we've (laughs) bloody written into the pitch, CCC champions, like row it into the pitch. The groundsman's whitewashed it all in. So it's proper shit house, and then, mm. then we've won. Had a big party. As soon as the last ball was bowled or whatever, and you'd won, did you run onto the middle of the pitch like a really competitive dad and go, "Yes, <laughs> like, like, yes, like John Terry"? In, in, <laughs> put, put my gear on. Um, no, I, 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 I didn't run on the pitch. I have done that actually once this season. We won on the last ball, but um, no, I, I tried to keep it very cool, very professional. Uh, but no, it was re- it was it was really nice. It was quite a symbolic day in terms of. Something that I've worked on for so long with my best friends. Did you cry? I cried last week, didn't I? I, I me and Wayne has probably had a little bit of a moment, yeah. Right, so that that's me. That's my that's my moment over. But that's why I'm in a good mood. Um, obviously, you two have been celebrating with me, but not with me, because you're all big cast fans, aren't you? I love the um, the cricket. Love that. Always, always watching that. Uh, I watch it through your eyes, Colson, and when you're happy, when the cricket's going well, you're happy, and when the cricket's not going well, you're not so happy. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're friends with Wayne as on the old cod. So Yeah, on the cod. That- Those lads know me. <laughs> if they need, ever need a bowler, I mean. Uh, Shepard, what have you been up to? Working. Yeah, working still, but then on the weekend, we had, it was all right in Manchester, wasn't it, weather-wise? So we we went for a little walk, Tatton Park. Oh, you're walking a lot these days. Well, you know, try stop me, Ben. Tour de Yorkshire over. Oh yeah, that's done. That's that's dead and buried. Tatton Park's nice, very nice. If you get in the gardens, if you can pay the extra five quid and go in the gardens, yeah, no one does it because everybody pays to have the car go in and then they're not paying again. Ah, where's Tatton Park? It's South Manchester, in it. It's like. Um, Nutsford way, isn't it? Oh, okay. We filmed there, I'm sure. Yeah, we have. It rings a bell to me. The gardens are really nice. Japanese garden Ooh. and all that. Yeah, really Ooh. nice. Did you try and get in for free? Do you know who I am? No, I was happy to pay and then get in and then no one does that bit. So you're left on your own. Lovely. It's a little life hack. <laughs> 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 you can't take dogs. This is the Ooh. thing. So the dogs had to wait outside. They waited with Annie's mum. So Annie's, so 
She doesn't get to go in. You wait out there. We're having, we're paying a fiver to look around the gardens. Yeah, and we're just going in. Left her in car with windows up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it is, but there's no bikes. There's no animals. There's no picnics. There's none of that allowed in the gardens. So I know this about no bikes, Jack, because Dunn and Massey, the other like park in Cheshire, mm. I've had a day off. And I thought, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a cycle out to Dunham Massey, you know, good way to spend a day. Cycled there, got to them and she went, you can't come in on your bike. <laughs> it's taking me bloody two hours to get it. I just had to turn around, go home. <laughs> didn't see anything. Didn't get an ice cream, didn't get any of that, didn't get to see anything. Got to the thing, she went, no bikes allowed. Turn around, came home. <laughs> oh, dude, didn't even see it. No. Oh, take your bike and piss off. Yeah. Ben, anything exciting? Um, a couple of things. My, so my, my brother's moved to America and Jack had his animal adventure. My brother had an animal adventure. Mm. He's quite good. I think it's a family trait that we always <laughs> seem to get into trouble with animals. <laughs> so he's got this dog, Milo. They have to be shipped separately. They have to fly separately. It's a company that flies your dog over. Is this, is this if you don't want them in the holding pen? Is it that? No, even to have them in that. Oh, right. It has to be a special firm now that take them, put them, and then pick them up anyway. So he gets the dog. Now, you can't walk your dog in the park off a lead. You have to go to a dog park in America, in LA. So he goes, right, I'm off to the dog park, Ben. Now, you won't know this, Colson, but do you remember Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome? Yeah. It's desert, and it's like a thing, like circus. The dog park was like that. He sent me a photo of the dog park. It's a dust bowl, 150 dogs, all mating or fighting. And he's like, it's a bun fight, it's a bun fight, Ben. So we let Milo off. Milo running around. Oh, loving it, loving it. Woman straight up to me. Watch it, watch it, watch it. It's like, what, she's mad, what? Get, 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 get your dog back, get your dog back. Now, Milo doesn't come back. His dog does not come back. Unless you get in the car and go home, and then the dog goes, ooh. Where's everyone gone? <laughs> anyway, so he's doing that. Milo, <laughs> woman's going, get your dog back, get your dog back. What? Rattlesnakes. No, piss off. <laughs> piss off. No. You're joking. <laughs> but he said it was like, it was like one of those things. Someone goes, ah, <laughs> fuck, dog crap. But do you remember when I told you about the rattlesnake yeah. killing that dog? Killing the guy's yeah. dog. It's a thing. They do. It's a thing. Yeah. They do, because the dogs go in for them. The dogs don't go, ooh. Rattles say it. The dog goes, ooh, I'm going to have a little play. So he said he was like the Titanic. Everyone, get your dogs. Get your dogs. But there's a way the woman's, rattlesnakes, rattlesnakes, like she's <laughs> announcing it. Oh, fuck, it was, that, had me, it, that had me in tears. So he had to go to a different dog park. Did he get in, though? No, no death. Oh, no, 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 no drama. It was fine. It, it, clearly, it was always going to be fine. Like, it's rare, really rare. But I think this person had just gone completely off it. Probably hadn't even seen one. But he said it was like everyone to the lifeboats. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In the back of the car, oh my God, we nearly lost our little dog. Milo's there, still coming back. Yeah, but I would shit it. If there's a fucking rattlesnake in a pot, you would shit it. It's funny that, isn't it? Like, if you go to Australia, you think, yeah. it's going to be all types of shit you'd have to be yeah, careful Yeah, forget of. that, forget that. Yeah, but you don't get that in Manchester, do you? Rats, that's it. And actually, on the whole, unless you're having a, a big club, that's fine, isn't it? Full on, full on. And obviously the other thing we've all done is watched Spike Island, isn't it? Oh. 
So are we ready mm. for a little synopsis of Spike Island? Yes, it's your go. Spike Island is a film that follows a friendship group who are also a band called Shadowcaster. Um, there's lots of different people in this friendship group, and the lead guy is a character called Tit, as we found out from Ben Tits earlier. Tits? Is it Tit? Tits. Plural, yeah. Yeah. Um, short for Tit... What's his second name? Tit, tit Shall or something like that, innit? But the actual actor is called Titinsoul. Yeah, So yeah. maybe that's his own... He, said, he, he did say at school he got called it. Oh, in real life? Yeah. So anyway, Spike Island follows this character and his group of friends on a journey to go and watch the Stone Roses in their concert at Spike Island. Now, the main issue is they don't have tickets and how are they going to get into the concert? And on the way, we kind of see a bit of a love story. There's a bit of a side mission to get their own album all the way to the Stone Roses it to get them heard. And it really is a tale of them going from A to B and everything in between, isn't it? Yeah. So did you see this film when it came out? Was it 2.15, Colson, the film? Yeah. 2.12, 2.13, I think. Oh, right. Did you watch it when it came out? No, I've watched this film when I'm 17. 17, 18. It was kind of a... I started listening to that music, then I watched this film. Okay. So, like, I didn't know the film existed before that. As far as I'm aware, the film came out in 2012. So I reckon I probably watched it 2016. Oh, okay. For the first time. Yeah. It's older than I thought. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it kind of came out, I think, in the time that the Stone Roses got back together. And then I know that they, they've they had a big gig since at the Etihad, which kind of came on the fact that a lot of people at like 16 would start listening to their music watch Spike Island really like the Stone Roses and they got a new following of young kids from basically the premise of this film which I think is kind of what the writer tried to create now the the writer is in the film he plays Uncle Harry yeah Uncle Harry is that the character's Uncle name? Harry isn't it? no Uncle Harry is his name oh is it? yeah 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 Craig Coghill is he? I think he's called. Yeah, and he, I mean, he's mank through and through. And basically, when you listen to him talk, he will say that the story of Spike Island, he, he is basically all five characters. And he was the 15-year-old kid that absolutely adored the Stone Roses. He got let down for a ticket to go to Spike Island, so he never got a chance to go. He associates the Stone Roses with everything that was about the time period where he grew up and started to misbehave and started... Basically, it's 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 a story of coming of age, and that's kind of what he wanted to show. The other thing he says, which I think it'll be maybe the big thing on this podcast, is he wanted to create a film that was still a genuine film that stood its own ground, even if you didn't like the music. Yeah, you don't have to like the music to uh, sit and enjoy the film, I don't think. Do you not think? No. No. Because I don't know, where, where do you stand on the Stone Roses, you two? Uh, I like, yeah, I like a couple of the songs. Ben? <laughs> yeah, same, yeah. Fool's Gold. I just, I suppose what I'm wondering is, it's interesting you bring that point up. I think you don't have to like their music, but does it really change the enjoyment of that? Is the other part of the film strong enough? Is the love story strong enough? Are the characters strong enough to take you through, even if you're not one of the guys probably a bit younger than me, my age, going, oh, I remember that. 1990 I wanted to go do you know what I mean like you obviously have got something from it Colson 
but I didn't know at the time when I was watching it are the other parts of it strong enough to take you to take you along that journey it's interesting this because obviously this is the first time I've watched it with having the view of talking about it and you I was less and less interested in the storyline of him and his dad and him and his brother I was more interested in the storyline of them as a band yeah and I think he I think he the lead who tits who's a lad the young lad that was in shameless as well wasn't he I, I think he's really strong like I think he does a really good job of leading the film and holding the bit of you know everything kind of is against him and he's trying to balance home life keep his mum happy his dad's obviously in hospital not very well it's hard isn't it sometimes when you get those films as well I don't know what you think Jack when you get those films where it's it's a group of young lads and they've always got to look like they're having fun Mm. like they get on it's always got to be a crack. Like every scene yeah. had to be. They're on the bus. They were singing. They were doing this. They were doing, and I didn't know. Sometimes that felt forced to me. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't too sure about the direction choices as well. It seemed to chop a lot, and it seemed to bounce around. The camera has gone for. Like, I don't know whether he's going for some sort of like I don't know urban street sort of look because the camera. A lot of the camera work was sort of handheld. And I do like handheld in the certain moments, just not like every scene. Yeah. That's all. And, um, yeah, I just felt like it cut a lot and it jumped. And I'm not too sure about... I mean, yeah, it's a coming-of-age film, isn't it? Yeah. And I thought all that was fine. I think I think the writing of the scenes sort of let, let itself down when they try to do the serious stuff, when the dad's the... You know the the guy who's suffering from oh the army guy traumatic yeah that that's that's shite yeah <laughs> and he's beating yeah. up his son yeah. it, it don't re- I don't feel anything from it the guy even his dad dying of cancer those sort of scenes between Elliot Tittensall and his mother although acted very well the substance wasn't really there in the writing I wondered whether the story could have just you know Tits being the main character mm. we kind of cared about the bit with his dad, the bit of him and Sally, like the love story, the troubles that he's going through. Whereas the other characters, you probably didn't need, like you didn't need the bit with, um, is it a little Gaz where his, his dad wants him to join the army and he's hitting him and like the struggles that Penfold and all the other lads are having. Probably shouldn't have tried to give each lad a little bit of a backstory. They should have concentrated on tits. It's because it's probably quite thin. Yeah. The actual story's quite thin is a group of lads are trying to get to a concert which they don't get into. Yeah. So that's always tricky. If you don't find the water in the desert or the gold at the end of the rainbow, it's a hard bit of a film. Yeah. You've got to try and replace it. And I can get what he's trying to do. He's trying to make each character you, in very quick terms, get to feel... But I think you're right. He probably would have been better concentrating on the lead guy and pushing through with that. I didn't wasn't sure about Amelia Clark being cast. Sometimes her accent was bang on. Sometimes her accent just went. Yeah, and it's weird because out of everybody in the film, like they're a very young cast sort of thing. They're obviously they're probably older than me, but in terms of British film at that period of time, that was like the future. And she's really the only one who's working. She's carried on. Yeah. 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 You know, obviously she's had great success in Game of Thrones, blah blah blah. It's mad that you watch that film and, you know, her performance probably isn't the strongest, 
but she's the one that's kind of... She carried on. Yeah, massively. Yeah. The bits that I did like about the film is, I know, Ben, you've said that you felt that it was probably a bit too happy all the time, whereas I think I really liked the bit where they're in the recording studio and they're mates and they're having fun, because I think that's kind of what the film should have been about. Is that when they're recording the song? Ten Mile Smile, yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's come from the director, really, because his background, his musical videos. Okay. He does all the music videos for Coldplay. Ah, that's okay. how he sort of started. Well, that makes sense, because those bits do work. And Elliot Tinsall, I think, was in a Coldplay video before this film. Okay. The director worked with him there, and that's how he got this gig. I think those bits do work, Colson. I suppose what I was saying, you know the bit where they're on the bus, or they're walking from school, or they... You know, they do all paint all over the school or whatever. Yeah. That just seemed always lighthearted. Even when they got caught, fucking... I got fucking caught smashing up a school. Yeah. Fucking killed. Yeah, that pissed me off. The school teacher is just like, oh... Yeah. Oh, how's your dad? How's your dad? Yeah. Your school teacher just give you a belt. And would you really graffiti your own name on there? Mm. <laughs> I mean, like, it's like... I, I suppose it was that... The actual band bit, I agree... That really worked. It would have been interesting to see probably more of the story was that band being much more part of it. Yeah. Them failing, them trying, them failing and mirroring the Stone Roses. Because the like um because the five lads were all like cast from Manchester, they were all going home after filming and they they had this part of them that thought that they weren't going to connect enough for them to get the performance and to get the bond that they kind of wanted so they made them all share a Winnebago dressing room and they kind of were forced to be with each other all the time to get that atmosphere across of them always having fun which I think it does do like I I know that you're saying that some of it probably isn't realistic but I think if they've got it in their head that they want it to be a fun feel good film and they want everything about it to be you know, rebellious, getting away with it, which are kind of is what the Stone Roses were, like, was, isn't it? Like, in terms of that indie scene, those 17-year-old kids that watch yeah. it now. I suppose I'll relate it, you won't have seen, there's a film called Quadrophenia, it's about the mods, and that has a very similar, it's, it's a bit harder than this, but it has a very similar feel, and they're a group of guys bonded by their love of, you know, the mod culture, but they also have moments of themselves as... Friends which aren't all light-hearted. I know what you mean. They're trying to create that at the start to give you it at the end, a difference. And when you listen to the writer, it's very clear that all he wants to do, he, he wants a coming-of-age film, and he, he, he wanted to basically make a modern Stand By Me. Yeah. Like a, a British version of that, which we've watched Stand By Me. Stand By Me does have those darker moments. Yeah. Where this doesn't, you know, it is all happy, and the dark moment is the fact that his, his the relationship with the, both of the parents, isn't it? The fact his dad beats him up yeah. and the fact his dad yeah. dies. Yeah. But they obviously they just don't hit it enough, do they? There's obviously not enough to it. And I don't know if that's because you get so invested in the lads having fun. I, I think it's I think it's the script. Yeah. I don't think the dialogue's there for those moments and during those moments. I think the director's done with it what the best he can and he's done the shots, he's done the slow-mo, he's done him breaking down because there isn't the dialogue written for his dad and his son. Uh, do you know what I mean? And he burns his T-shirt. I mean, whoopee fucking do. 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's not that bad. It should be in the papers. Jack Shepard, whoopee fucking do. You could have a, a, a rating like whoopee fucking do rating. The, the one character that I really don't like from this film, and I, I just, every time I watch it, I just like like him less and less, is I be for Stee, the big brother. Because he, I, I think, obviously he is just written to be an arse, isn't he? Yeah. And he nicks the he nicks the tickets. Doesn't he it? nicks the tickets. He it's not there when his dad died. Like you know, it kind of is another extreme. But again, the script kind of lets that down. It's hard because I, I get it. Is that probably to get the money, you've got to bring in other stories. You can't just write a film with the Stone Roses music. You can't just write a film about the Stone Roses. Yeah, because it's just not got enough appeal. You know, I get it. There's loads of people who like the Stone Roses, yeah, but, but are there enough wide enough appeal to? And then you've got to pull in other stories, but then you've really got to be able to write those in a full way. You've really got to get invested with the dad and the mum. And I, I agree, the older brother actually was was it was just quite thinly written. I can't deal with my dad dying and whatever. But I just kind of felt, I wonder whether you even needed him. Yeah. Um, because actually, they were never going to get into the concert. And I get what he was trying to do, going, oh, they might, they might not. But actually, I think it was fine. They were never going to get into the concert. You kind of realise that after a while. But yeah, I know what you mean. There were characters that just didn't feel fleshed out enough, I suppose. It's hard as well because, you know, like Ben said, the the premise of the film is they want to go to a concert that they don't get into. Yeah. And that all the director had was he was the 14-year-old kid that had a ticket and got let down and sat at home in a mood all day because he didn't get to go to the best gig of his generation. Yeah. So Spike Island is obviously the concert of like their lifetime, isn't it? And they've just got to go. Have you ever had that concert? I've had a weird experience with Ocean Colour Scene. I've seen Ocean Colour Scene support Paul Weller. Right. Well, Ocean Colour Scene, I saw them at the Hard Rock Cafe in Manchester, Printworks. Eating or performing? No, 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 like performing. Eating. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them eating. Did they sing? No, but they had the fucking milkshake. They had like a stage and everything. Oh, so they weren't on table 14 having baby bat ribs. No, 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 no. <laughs> fucking potatoes. <laughs> it was like an invite only. Do you know what I mean? Like proper low key, like not a lot of people know oh, okay. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah private yeah, yeah. gig. Only famous people. Private gig. Ocean killer scene. I, found, I don't know how I found out, but I turns up there. I'm there. There's a couple of us from Corrie. Anyhow, one of the, the manager, some woman or something, came up to us and said, um, oh, they're, um, they're big fans of yours or something. Or are you a big fan? I'm like, right, yeah, great. Love Riverboat song. All that. Day we caught the train. Love all that. They went, he's going to call you up on stage. Oh, shit. Shit. No, don't do that. Don't do that. They went, yeah, it'd be great. And we know it's never great. It's never great. I don't want to do it. I don't want to. So anyhow, he gets on the mic. They haven't done Riverboat Song. And here we go, Riverboat, here we go, Riverboat Song. (laughs) Here we go. Jack Shepard. Caster Coronation Street are in. So we give the, we give the, (laughs) no one's asked. No one's <laughs> Everyone's you know gone off. I mean? we- Everyone just wants to watch. I want my potato skins and ocean colour scene. <laughs> Fuck off. 
<laughs> Everyone wants to watch the band that paid their tickets to come and see. Not us up on fucking tier two, waving. <laughs> so he goes, come on down. Woo! So the cast look at me because it was the manager who sort of came up. And they're pushing, people are clapping. So I go down on stage. Oh, this is so cringy. Very cringy. This is awkward. I get up on stage. Someone hands me a guitar. Ah! Right. Word. Someone I can't hands me take a guitar. the cringe. It's hurting me. It's hurting me. And then Riverboat song starts. Oh, no. <laughs> like like I'm meant to be able to A, play the guitar and B, join in. I just dicked around and posed. No, for the whole song? No, mate. After about 30 seconds, I just I just put it down and sort of like waved and then ran back up to my seat. Wow, that's oh, awkward. Oh, it's just cringe. It's oh, just that's cringe. awful. You'll, you'll never get that ham off your face for weeks. No. Oh, that is so cringy. This is going to be great. You're going to come down. We're going to play one of our biggest songs and we're going to give you an instrument you can't play. Yeah. I don't even think it was plugged in. <laughs> I remember I remember watching a Paul Weller gig and the support didn't turn up. And Noel Gallagher was there to see Paul Weller. And Paul Weller came on stage and went, I'm really sorry, but uh, the support act hasn't turned up. So I've got one of my mates to sing some songs. I hope you don't mind, but or else you're just going to be here for an hour. And he... Noel Gallagher came on with a guitar and the fucking crowd went fuck he literally was there to watch his mate and he went yeah don't worry I'll bang out a couple of tunes <laughs> if you were that that's if cool you, that's cool if you got your guitar you'd be yeah. plat though it's slightly different oh, isn't it my guitar wasn't plugged in get him off he's a wanker yeah I'd have booed him yeah I would have and just you and no one else from work followed you on stage. No, did the bollocks. Yeah. Did the bollocks. I can't blame you. I wouldn't have followed you on. I wouldn't have followed you on. No. I would have gone, no, 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 you're on your own there, kid. Would have been great if they <laughs> could have looked at you and gone, guitar solo. <laughs> no, no, fuck off. Um, oh, that's awful. That is really cringe. Awful. Awful. Have you got a cringy concert story, Coles? Not massively. Like I, I, I like live music, but I kind of, you know... I mean, the first, I have got a cringy concert story. Yes, I have. There we go. We dig in enough. We dig in enough. Was it Ocean Killer? Oh, now, 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 now you think about it, I'm having the flashbacks. Um, my first ever live gig, Ben. Yeah. Um, I was about to name a really cool band. And then I remembered that, no, that's not my first ever live gig. Because at the tender age of 13, I had an obsession with a female artist. <laughs> Um, this sounds so dodgy. Called Paloma Faith. <laughs> oh yeah, and oh yeah, loved like Jack knows like every single word. Could I could write the songs out? I knew it that well. So in high school, <laughs> I've I've got tickets, haven't I, for my birthday? Me and my dad to go watch Paloma Faith at the you and your dad. yeah you yeah, and your yeah. dad at, you and your and dad. it's at the big one as well. It's at it's at the O2. It's at the Dome in London. Wow. So it's her yeah. it's oh. her big concert. It's a big you deal. and Nick down there. But we've not got we've not got standing tickets because I'm a twelve year old child. We've got seated tickets, and we look around and we're the only two lads in the whole of the seated. Thing. <laughs> and yeah, it's kind of awkward. But my dad's like, I'm in London with my son. I'm going to have a good time. So Nick's had a few beers. Paloma starts, stands up out of his seat. Do you think of her when you're with me? My dad stood up singing. 
All these women are all around, all sat down, like, not interested. Next thing you know, the Hindu around stands up. Everyone stands up. My dad starts it, singing Paloma Faith. The entire, we've got, got everyone up singing Paloma Faith. The O2 stood. Does he still talk about his gig with Paloma Faith? <laughs> yeah, I think she knew on Rose Ed there was one man who got everyone going. Is that Colson's dad? He loves it down here. He's here every night. I remember the first two songs were probably like a bit embarrassing. And then like the Hindu joined in and the people next to Oh, so he went in. for two songs on a solo? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Ben, it was awkward. It was, there was a while when it was awkward. And it's weird because like all of my friends were like going to tiny temper and there's me going to Paloma Faith good on your dad though good on your dad that's what dads have to do don't they but then I think like pretty much I'd be interested to see what happens with your children Ben but I reckon like every 16, 17, 18 year old you go through this indie phase where you get the influence of bands like Oasis and the Stone Roses and for me the band was the Cortinas that was like the band that I really liked and I've seen them live many times at festivals and concerts and they they kind of adopted the Stone roses approach and I think they had a great time with the release of Spike Island as well because the whole bucket hats and all that kind of coming back and flares and big big festivals you know it, mm. it, and and a band that stands for something it kind of brought all that back and it you know it, it indie seems to beat pop doesn't it in terms of its cult following I would suggest yeah um, but no, so back to the film, back to Spike Island. And like we said, it, it is a journey of getting from A to B. And when they get to Spike Island, when they get to where the concert is, they, they don't have tickets. And it's it's in Witness, isn't it? We've we've driven past it on the way to Zip World. Oh, have we? We've seen all the sites. <laughs> we've seen some big sites. Spike Island, we've gone past it. I think I was probably shitting myself about what where we were going. <laughs> I remember asking you, Ben, like when we was driving over the industrial estates. I was like, did you go to Spy Kyle and Ben? And you were like, no, absolutely not. Did it ne- never, not even interest you once, this sort of thing? I grew up in Newcastle. Yeah. It's a fucking long way. It's not getting in a fucking van when you're skinned. <laughs> I always think of Ben on that bus for five days. Fucking bus for fucking five days, going back to it. It's a fucking long way. Yeah. And there's no one who's going, don't worry, my mate can get you a ticket. No, yeah. No. I think, hold on, I, I can't remember how old would I have been. I went to London. 1990. 1990. Bang on. So I was in London then. I was living in London. I'd left home. I was living in London. So it was not going to be... That just wasn't my focus. I wasn't going to try and break, you know what I mean, break all records to get into a gig. I was in a different kind of thing, I suppose. The thing that I do like about this film is when you're watching it for the first time, I could imagine Ben, if this is a film that was frustrating him, would be saying, oh, well, it's obvious. They're going to get in and they're going to have the best time of their life. And I think the the good bit about the film is they don't get in. To be honest, I thought they weren't going to get in. I did. I did think the concerts bits were shot very well. Yeah. Mm. I did think that was done very well because that can look gash with no money. I love the bit. When the concert starts and they stand him up and he holds over the fence and it's resurrection playing. That was really good. Yeah, that really was really good. good. Yeah. And the yeah. big zoom. I think you can tell that the director, just what Jack said, had got a background in music videos. He shot the music stuff and the concert stuff brilliantly. Yeah. I think what annoyed me a bit was there was the whole bit about how they were going to get in or not get in and then they got through the first bit. And actually, I just wanted more story there. Mm. 
I got the fact that they couldn't get in, and then they kind of it got a bit more interesting with the girl Sally Cinnamon. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I did think the concert bits were shot brilliantly. And on that note, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and we will give our ratings for Spike Island. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, Spike Island ratings. It's my film, so is it me that starts? Yeah, you start. One thing you can't deny is um, Ten Mile Smile is a bit of a tune, isn't it? Yes, not a bad tune. Not a bad tune at all. And actually, I really liked it when he was playing the guitar in the pub at the end. Yeah. And d- did you get the note of the other band then coming and tapping him up? And, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, to me, got real. Yeah. That, to me, got, got two friends... One had aspirations and one was going to be left in the north at his flower shop, his dead dad. Yeah. That actually was the bit where I thought, oh, now you could start the film. Mm. I'm not that fucked about whether you get to the concert or not. It's a dream, isn't it? It's, it's that note as well on how he, he didn't want the five of them to stay friends. He, he, he kind of wanted it to be like Stand By Me. But you don't stay friends. Yeah. I don't think you do. I mean, I still see a couple of lads from Newcastle, but... There has to be that moment when I went to London. There was that moment where I'm going in a different direction. I'm going 300 miles away. So my rating is 7.2. Okay. I think that's big. I think that's big. I think that's big. I think that's big. And I think it's more because of what it gave me in terms of music taste. Like, it, it is a film that... When 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 I started liking the Cortinas, when I started liking indie music, and your friends said because Spy Island was a Netflix release eventually, so it was like, oh, have you watched this on Netflix? I bought it. I rented it. No, it's not on Netflix anymore. It was oh, it was on Netflix for like years. Oh, I just shat myself then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Three pound forty nine. But um, yeah, I, I, I it, get, it it introduced me to the Stone Roses. It introduced me to that sort of music, and it introduced me to kind of festival and live music atmosphere that I wouldn't quite know. So now when you go to things like Leeds Fest and big festivals, you you, you kind of see the truth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. It, it is pulled through and 
you can tell that the writer, he is obviously, I've watched an interview of him, and he's slightly weird about how much he loves music and Manchester and how proud he is. He was in EastEnders for a bit, wasn't he? I think. Yeah. How was he? And, yeah. and you can tell that in the film, can't you? Because it's so, it, you know, it's a film about such a small detail. Yeah. But he's he's gone and written a film about his complete passion and dream. Oh yeah, he's literally written exactly what he knows, which is what every writer should do, isn't it? And that I admire and, you know, in that I kind of thank him for what I got out of it. So yeah, that's where I get to 7.2. Uh, five and a half for me. Yeah. I think, taking nothing away from the acting and nothing away from the directing, I think they've all done really good jobs. Um, I think the substance of the script kind of just lets it down. Um, the director does chop and change the shots quite a lot, but I do like what he's done with the music videos and the concert itself. I just wanted I wanted more from those relationships with the lead characters, mom, his dad. If that other kid... He's going to have a story. Uh, he's going to have a a story where his father beats him. I want to see a bit more of that. Just comes out of the blue. It just comes out of the blue. Then it's a bit weak. It's, it's it's either there or it's not there. Do you know what I mean? And I felt like it was just a bit flat. It's all right. It, it's just all right. It's the, which is why it's a five and a half. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Ben. Five. Fair play. They've made the film. He's written a film and he's got it made. Fair play. I think what was interesting was. It would have been quite an interesting doc. Yeah. Well, it there was a doc, wasn't there? Uh, what's that? Shane Meadows made the doc, didn't he? Oh. The doc kind of gave the BFI substance to back the film, I think. He made a doc about the concert and the Stone Roses, didn't he? I could see it's a very good doc. The passion, the time, what that concert meant to you, whatever. And I agree with Jack. The other side, the other bits of it, the... The dad uh, the, felt tacked on felt oh you you probably need a bit of a cancer story here or you need a bit of a this story here and actually I, I don't think you did I think you could have had a love story plus those two lads splitting up and one being very passionate about the band I think you could have done it with that yeah uh, and they made the film look he made the film about a passion that's fucking hard to do and hard to, but it's not enough to carry the film and there's not enough behind it. So, yeah, five. I can deal with that. It, it, it's, it's just an all right film, isn't it? You're not going to... But I would I would be interested to know if 17-year-olds now are still watching it because I get the impression they still are. But that's kind of what I want to find out. Well, they need to get in touch, don't they? The bloody audience. They need to text us and tweet us. <laughs> Let us you're saying know. it like you're pissed off. That bloody audience. Not only do they listen, we want it, we want them to write things as well. Yeah, they need to tell you if anyone's listening. No one, no one's watched it. No, that's why they took off Netflix. No one goes. So seventeen point seven. Ooh. Ooh, I think that's all right. You do want to be in the twenties, though, don't you? But, yeah. Look, it's a middle of the road, isn't it? It's a middle of the road. We're coming to the end of. We're all tired. We're coming to the end of the series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been to the concert. We're We've in the all van. Been to the concert. We didn't get in. We're in the van on the way home. Lucky that van turned up. Yeah. Yeah, there okay. we go. So are we moving on moving on from this film now? We are. The gem. It's the gem. Jack's hidden gem. It's the gem. Here we go. Now we didn't sing it last week. We got some shit for not yeah, singing. We did. <laughs> I didn't realise it was such a big hit. Maybe I didn't. 
Maybe the Stone Roses should have released yeah. this. Or we could we could go to Spike Island, <laughs> us three. Could you imagine the ticket demand? We've only got we've only got one song and it's five seconds long. So we're gonna have a great support act. But here we go. A one, two, three, four. Jack's hidden. Then we just have to play guitar for three hours after, wouldn't we? Smashed one. How many tickets? You can't get a ticket. Why not? There aren't any. Sofa Cinema Club, supported by Ocean Colour Sea. The Sea and Jack Shepard. I love it if they got in touch and went, we remember that, and it cringed us. If Ocean Colour Scene, if you know anyone who knows Ocean Colour Scene, ask them if they remember Shepard getting up with an unplugged-in guitar. I mean, I'm going back to, like, 2007. I mean, it's that long ago. 2006, maybe. But it'd be burnt on their memory. Right, Jack's Hidden Gem. Uh, Jackson Gem this week, I'm sticking with the um, format of music, actually. And it's by the same director that directed Spike Island. Is Ooh. it? So he's done a documentary. I'm sh- I think you both have seen it, actually. And it's a very good documentary. And Curveball, it's about a band that I don't particularly like. Ah, Supersonic. Supersonic, the Oasis documentary mm. about Noel Gallagher, Liam Gallagher, and their rise to fame and the band, the mighty band that is Oasis. And it's uh, it follows them through all of the 90s and the 2000s, and it talks about their relationship, the relationship with the band. As brothers. As brothers, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, it's all in there. And this guy has done... It is a fantastic director, and you don't have to like the music to like the documentary. What's it on? How can you watch it's it? It's on Netflix. Oh, mint. So if you've got Netflix, or if you know Uncle John's account and his password, yeah. get on there. We had drama this week. The password got changed for family Netflix. Oof. Went in- Who did that? I'd, well, m- 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 I'd have liked to have been in that WhatsApp chat. <laughs> and then you get one of those strong passwords that Apple gives you. Yeah. X small U big Z dash and it goes on for fucking ages. The family WhatsApp group's called Colson's Plus Ones and it popped up and Hannah put a message in and she was like, Mum, why is the Netflix password changed? And then Hannah went on to actually admit that it wasn't for Hannah. It was for Matt's brother's house, who oh, is Hannah's oh, boyfriend's brother, oh, because apparently oh. they also use our Netflix. Oh, brilliant. It's a free-for-all. It's a free-for-all. Oh. Supersonic is a good documentary, and it is. Uh, we obviously won't spoil it, but the bit I really like about the documentary is when I think Liam and Nola like on tour in America, and they fall out, and when Noel flies back, he writes the song Talk Tonight. The sort of like access the documentary yeah, yeah. does it, give you of the behind the scenes and everything. It is, it is it very interesting. Yeah, and the look into how they get to writing the songs that they wrote yeah. as well. Yeah, it yeah. is mega. I saw Oasis before they were really, really big. They did a record shop in London and they used to do this. They used to plug songs, bands, and they weren't really known. And they'd hope that you'd, you'd go into the record shop and then you'd buy the record when you listen to them. And I reckon there must have been less than 50 people yeah. in this concert. And it was in the middle of the day. But they had the look, the look from Spike Island. Yeah. So they literally looked like they'd made no money. 
they had a few guitars and their own clothes and they were playing this to be fair they were very good well obviously they did very well but it was a bit mad to think then three years later you probably never get close to them at all yeah and five years later they weren't together <laughs> and five yeah 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 crazy isn't it supersonic netflix jackson and jim what am i watching next week ben go on fill him in what is it whatever happened to baby jane i mean you're meant to tease it up a little bit aren't you is that the name of the film yeah am i am i meant to tease it up but i didn't know you point at me and go ben you're on 1962 two hollywood greats of a golden age of cinema 62 black and white black and white oh Betty Davis. She's got Betty Davis. It's actually a very good film, course. I think to just go, it's black and white, I won't like it. No, I'm bad. It's a bit of a mistake. You literally went black and white. Honey's sister does that. It's harder to watch them in black and white. It can't be harder to watch them. Or there's that, there's that. Is it old? Yeah. Is it old? (laughs) It's a brilliant film, if I do say so myself. Uh, but that's what you're watching next. Maybe we could watch it together. I can make sure you you keep awake. Stay awake. Keep off my phone. Yeah, it's an easy watch. It's an easy watch, but it's got a lot of facts in there. Jack pulled a face when he said it's an easy watch. It's about two hours fifteen. Oh, I'm trying to sell it, Jack. You're fucking trying to sell it. Right. Well, that's what I've got in store for next week. And if you remember to join us on Monday, you can find out what else we've got in store in Sofa Cinema Club Extraterrestrial. In that episode is where we give you a little bit of a gem, which is on terrestrial TV, for you to view this week. It's also our Letters from Home episode, where we speak to you guys to find out what you thought about the podcast. We check our iTunes reviews, we check our Instagram DMs, and we kind of hear from you. We might hear your stories of you going to Spike Island, whatever it is. We also run a competition in that episode where you can win a chance to go to the cinema of your choice on us. So make sure you check that out on Monday. In the meantime, make sure you keep in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram at Sofa Cinema Club. Keep leaving us reviews on the iTunes store and thank you very much for listening. Until then, good night, God bless. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 